as ever, I can tell you that. <laughs> putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, well I don't get it. I get a day cold. It's no good! He missed it. it! He missed it! Drop it on my feet next time. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 110 of the Soda City Sit-Down. We've got a lot of firsts this week. Uh, for the podcast, uh, of course, it is going to be the first time we're recording a podcast after beating Texas A&M because it's the first time we've ever beat Texas A&M, and that losing streak has been going on, unfortunately, a lot longer than this podcast has been. Uh, but um, it's also going to be the first time that we are recording with a top twenty-five team on our hands for for football, uh, which is really exciting as well. I don't really know how to uh, how to how to handle that, but. This is what, the first time we've been ranked since November of 2018, right? Yeah, that would be it. Uh, it's, it's like a, 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 lot of, a whole lot of firsts. I mean, it, it's uncharted territory here coming off back-to-back wins against Kentucky and A&M. I think in the last however many years, I guess it'd be eight-ish years, I think we were uh, combined like 1-16 and 16 against those teams. 1-15, and 1-16, and 16, something like that. You know, it's funny. It's funny. I love it when they always, we always get ranked towards the end of the season just to boost Clemson's schedule a little yeah. bit for when they play us. Yeah, if I'm not Hate mistaken, that's exactly what happened the last time. We uh, we fought all season, had a pretty strong season, didn't get ranked until uh, until the last game of the season. And uh, I think that was the game that we pretty much opened up with Jake throwing the pick six, and it was just downhill from there. So, um, Hey, man, if we're still ranked at this point, by the time we play Clemson, I mean, it's a good I mean, season. Went pretty well. I think yeah, that I means think, we're at worst eight and three. Yeah, I think we could be. I mean, like you said, eight and three, I think, is a very feasible number. Um, of course, I mean, we're Gamecock fans. We know there's just no possible way we'll be eight and three going into that game because things happen. Uh, but there's uh, there's yeah, because we'll be nine and two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But. Um, you just know there, there's something waiting around the corner, you know, every single time for the Gamecocks. But uh, going into that game, eight, at least eight and three would be like amazing because I think if we we win the next three and uh, and you know even if we lost to a Tennessee team, I think uh, we're at 25 now. If we if we lose if we win the next three, we'll probably float in somewhere around like 15 or so. And I don't think it's lost to Tennessee. Uh, it's going to knock us completely out of the top 25, especially. Like Devin mentioned, everybody wants Clemson to have another top twenty-five matchup. You know, I mean, they just they it, they try to get those things to them. They spoon feed them top twenty-five matchups as much as they can. Well, there's like there's kind of tiers in the SEC right now. So there's the Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee are all like top five teams. And then you have kind of the the mid tier right now, which is Kentucky, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and LSU. Don't don't do that and, to LSU and Ole Miss. Kentucky is not on their level. I, right. I no, think I think just we, if, just from a ranking perspective. But you also have to Kentucky, admit that Kentucky doesn't. Kentucky is probably going to get exposed against Tennessee this weekend. But well, I mean, they're they're still they're still in that they're still sort of in that category. Yeah. Because um, you know they're gonna they're gonna blow off that loss to us, and after you know relatively impressive win against Mississippi State. Um, following uh, dropping to us, so you have to give them credit for that. I I agree though. I mean, the, any of those teams can, those middle tier teams can kind of show up 
or fall flat. I mean, that LSU-Ole Miss game was it could have gone either way, and LSU ends up blowing them out, but Ole Miss was undefeated before that. So that's kind of the middle tier. I think we're we're kind of in that too. Um, Maybe. I guess I we'll know. see. Florida and A&M are, I, I would say, below us. I don't know. We're kind of in a tier of our own, I guess, right now until – until we can go out and, and do it. But I don't know. It's been, it's been a good couple of weeks, uh, two yeah. streaks broken in a row. And we'll, we'll have a, a third streak to break this weekend against yeah, Missouri. Well, kind of two total. You got the overall, well, just the overall streak of never beating drink wits. And then what is that? It's three years. So we haven't beat three Missouri. in a row against so, Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, I think someone said last time we beat him was, uh, the monsoon, Scarnecchia's yeah, only start as a game. That would be right. And maybe that was a hell yeah. of a game. That so was crazy. Hey, when that was the last time we were uh, we were bowl eligible in October? Uh, not yet. Twenty thirteen. Not yet. <laughs> Twenty thirteen. No, I think we were. Well, yeah, I, I guess it was I, in October. It's best I could guess. Twenty twelve when we started six and zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun weekend. Uh, I think all. Three of us were at the game, right? Yeah. Tyler made it down. Um, what were y'all's uh, stories from the opening kickoff? I, I, go, I guess I go with mine. I'm sitting next to my dad in the stadium. Leggett catches it about three yards deep and runs it out, and my dad's like, oh, what the hell is he doing? And I was just watching, like, I, I see him get past the 25 to the around yeah. the 30-ish, and I look away because it, it, it's kind of a scrum and it's on the opposite side of the field of where I was. So I'm like, all right, he's probably going down. I'm going to look at my dad and tell him, that's why, an extra five yards. And then I see his eyes go big and I look back and Leggett is is across the 50 with no one near him. He's like, what the hell happened? Yeah, I, I was swear electric. it was getting called back, man. I Like, there was no shot. I, so I, I was doing the same thing. I was like, oh, man, 30 yards? What a great kick return. And I start high-fiving the guy in front of me. And then nobody around me is making any noise. We're all just happy from the good kick return. And then I hear the stadium erupt. Stadium just erupts. I'm like, what's going on? I look at the field. I'm like, holy shit. No way we're starting off against A&M like this again. I don't know if you remember that A.J. Turner run from a couple years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the 75 yards. Similar similar start, similar but different. Yeah, all I know is in that first quarter alone, my hand hurts so much from high-fiving everyone around me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was nuts. Uh, yeah, for myself, I mean, I was up in the upper deck with uh with Clayton who's not able to be on tonight. Um and just about any time, you know, especially on an opening kickoff that they are going to take the take it out of the end zone. He's kind of grown a little bit, especially with how our offense is and you're like we're going to get stuck at like the 11-yard line and there's going to be like a holding penalty and you know, there's going to have the distance and it's just going to start us out you know, inside the 10 when our offense is, you know, pedestrian. And, uh, and you know, once you got to 25, I kind of, you know, unclenched. And then, you know, he got about to the 30 or so. And I remember looking over at Clayton and was like, oh, okay, solid return for taking out of the end zone. And, you know, the whole place is still going crazy. But I'm like, oh, it, was a, it was a pretty juiced crowd, uh, a decent return. Uh, and I look back over and he's on the other 30. You know, and so, I mean, it was just uh, an absolutely unbelievable way to start the game. I can't think of, I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything better because it's actually impossible to have a better way to open up a football game. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that that really set the tone for, for everything, for the crowd, for the team. Uh, and it just, uh, uh, it seemed like there was no going back um, at that point. But, uh, of course, 
the Gamecocks, as usual, make it tougher than it needs to be, but uh, definitely cannot think of a better way to start that out. Yeah, and then it just continued. Um, personally, my player of the game, and I think he uh, he got a lot of recognition, um, Darius Rush, huge pick, damn near got into the end zone, and that would come back to bite us that we did get tackled at the five, but we'll 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 speak on that when we get through the good stuff. <laughs> uh, but that was awesome. Um, it was it was great to see Marshawn continue to just grind two huge touchdown runs late in the game that we really needed. Because, uh, I mean, that 17-0 start in five minutes was great, but it, it was a little eerie just because it's like, well, we really haven't earned any part of I mean, you earn a kickoff yeah, return. Or you earn a fumble. In the traditional ways. I, I, don't th- I don't think you can say we earned the fumble that they're... That they're uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> snapped it to us. <laughs> that was snapped <laughs> off of his knee straight to our D-lineman. I'll tell you what, though. Tonka Hemingway, is, he's just a ball magnet. He just always seems to have the ball, whether it's scripted or off a of fumble, off of a block punt. He's, he's had it every different way. Yeah. You know, one thing you didn't mention about Darius Rush, I believe on special teams, he also had three tackles on punt returns and kick returns. So, I mean, he just does it all. All around. And can you believe this is a guy we recruited at wide receiver under Muschamp, and then he went to cornerback. He transferred to cornerback, and then they brought him back to receiver. And now he's at cornerback again. Now he's just looking like an all-SEC player. Like, what the hell happened? When we're breaking down the like position groups last summer in preparation for last season, it was like, dude, is Darius Rush really gonna be a starter for this team? Like, I just figured this was a guy that I mean, he was not a highly recruited guy. He switched a bunch of positions. It was kind of the classic like timeline of someone who's just never gonna play. And then he's incredible now. And and he showed real signs of being really solid last year too, and and you know we really really missed him as well as uh, some of the other guys, Devonnie Reed, Boogie Huntley, David Spaulding. Getting all of them back and healthy for this game, it it really showed. I mean Clayton White. I don't. I said it after the Kentucky game to y'all, but I'll say it here. Like if you found yourself doubting Clayton White at any point this season. You know you owe him. You owe that man an apology. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of. I mean, Pete Limbo and, and Clayton White have have earned a ton of respect and trust for me personally. That's why their names are being mentioned as uh, possible head coach candidates at other schools right now. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I don't like hearing that. But I mean, good for it's them. Unf- but unfortunately, <laughs> but like, if you're good at your job, that's at. at yeah, I hey. wish every one of our. Coaches was on lists like that because that would be nice doing if our coordinator was on a list like that. Yeah, I'd personally, I think he should be. I mean, yeah, he should be know, on every list. NFL experience, he should. Yeah, uh, he NFL should go experience. take another job. I think. You know, keep an eye out on where uh, where rule goes. You know, big rule guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Let's so, go back to happy stuff. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to I rant. Think they. It was 17-14 at half. They scored two minutes left, and I looking uh, back on the game, defense was honestly incredible on that play. It, you they flushed King out. He had to just kind of toss one up to the to the tight end. The tight end made an incredible play to to score on that because I think that was third and goal, kind of a long play. But 17-14 at half felt eerily it, similar to the Kentucky game, to where it's like. 
man, we're we're dominating, and this is the score right now. Like this, I've I've felt this yeah. too many times as a Gamecock fan. But second half, we had some good drives. There were some plays that we wish we could have back. So I think the uh, the turnover A and M forced. Um, I think our tackle got beat pretty bad, and it got knocked out of. Uh, Rattler's hands. What and then that juju fumble, which you know, if it wasn't for the replay, I never would have known it would it happened. Um, but after yeah. watching that, it was definitely so. Those those two turnovers kind of hurt. But um, Marshawn Lloyd, you know, he had three carries in the first half. Yeah, for like twenty eight uh, yards too, right? Completely unacceptable. But in the second half, I mean, he he went off, and yeah. you know, considering the game, I don't know what the game plan was because A and M has a horribly ranked run defense but um whatever found a way to win uh, my butthole was so clenched at the uh, the last uh, three minutes you know lloyd ran out of bounds early but i i've heard a lot of people say that that was a, a t- absolutely terrible spot and should have been uh reviewed but then a&m gets the ball runs down kicks a field goal and then i'm like man i've seen this bef- too many times before they're gonna get this onside and it was you got to give him credit. It was an incredible perfectly, kick. I mean, perfectly executed. perfect bounce. Uh, but then, we, you know, you got to trust in our defense there. And they didn't even let the ball get close to the end zone. So Thank goodness. It was it was a W. Yeah, that last you know, that last play getting, uh, I think, was it tipped at the line at, um, at the line or something? Or was he yeah, hit? The very, the very last throw was tipped. Or yeah, was so that yeah, was – uh, it was good that pressure. was very, very good. I mean, I it, I would just I probably would have died if I had to see that ball actually like go towards the end zone. So when that one hit the ground like forty yards short, it felt really good. Um, but but yeah, uh, do we want to do we want to talk about um, I guess what you could consider our first offensive possession because I especially after the coordinator press conferences today, I really want to talk about that. Are y'all are y'all ready? Was to, that the was that the uh, after the interception where we threw a bunch of pass yeah. plays? Uh, yeah. After so the, the first interceptions, first and goal from the five, and I'm just like, all right, uh, hand it really off, good, punch it in, right? Really good back, four carries to get five yards. You think Marshawn Lloyd's not going to get that? I was like, easy touchdown coming up, and then we throw three passes, garbage ass plays. Uh, it, like it, it's one thing to to throw a bunch of passes, which you know I think. Was it the Kentucky game that we threw a pass on first down inside the red zone, and then the next play we tried to throw another pass and got stripped uh, yeah. on yeah. sack? And it's like, it's one thing to call pass plays; it's another thing for to watch the play and just know it's doomed from the start. Well, like the the third the third and goal that we threw the uh, the it was I guess a corner route to Stogner. Stogner is open, but. Lloyd's running in the same area as Stogner, and so Lloyd's defender goes off and makes a and and gets a, a pass breakup. That's a terrible play call. If we're gonna isolate a guy like, which I think is a good idea to isolate a guy like Stogner in the corner of the end zone against a smaller DB, like why are actually we, isolate him? <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe Lloyd did something wrong there and went to the wrong spot, but that seems to be the story of a lot of plays, and. It, at that point, you kind of got to look at the offensive coordinator and be like, maybe you're you're doing too much here. Yeah, well, it's, it's it, it one just of seems things. like he's it seems like he's just trying to outsmart people, and that's kind of how it's been the whole time. He's trying to outsmart the other team, but he can't 
get past his like he's not outsmarting anyone he's only just he can't, trying he can't he's outsmarting, outsmarting himself, himself. Yeah. like uh, I would say it's one of two things. You know, it's either um, it's either he's just not calling the right plays and his plays are stupid, uh, which is what I really think that it is. Or, as a lot of people have said, you know, some of the guys have been like, you know, there's accountability on us. And, yeah, I mean, like, even the best offensive coordinator and the best offensive are now plays or somebody messes up and, and it just doesn't execute. That happens in this sport, uh, even at any level. But, um, but if it's happening so often – where guys are in the wrong spot. Again, that comes back to the offensive coordinator and coaching. And eventually, someone's got to lose their job. And, I mean, it's getting embarrassing to to see this each and every week. And, I mean, we're winning football games, but that should not have been a six-point. I mean, that game should have been, I mean, we could have been up, we really should have been up 30 in that first half, completely honestly. I mean, yeah, we could have totally ended the game after the 17-0 start. I mean, yeah. teams don't come back from 17-0 I mean, starts it should have been a that kind of home start. environment. You, you, right. There is no excuse for, in that environment, getting the ball on the five-yard line and not scoring a touchdown there. Um, and not even really... Thankfully, we scored on the next one. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if it was 13-0 to zero after all of that. I mean, that would have... You'd had to have fired the guy on the spot. But what I think really pisses me off the most... Uh, Conan, um, mentioned again the the coordinator press conferences from today. Uh, I know we sent this in our group chat. The fact that he basically came out and said the first ten plays are scripted. I get that. I know guys script script plays. It happens everywhere. But he said we're not changing that based off of you know the down or distance or situation. It's like really, really. You're not going to change that yeah, at all. Ridiculous. You're not going to look at. I mean, it's it's you, you, He's telling the truth. We saw it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it, it it's one thing if you you know you script out all these plays to get the ball at the twenty five yard line and you get a really good return and you end up on the forty and you don't change it up. But if you run the kick, get a kickoff return on the first play of the game, and then you come out on defense, get a um, get a pick and bring it down to the five yard line, and you're just going to say, hey situationally, we're going to run the same three plays, no matter what happens. Like, So, so my question, Tyler, do you think against Kentucky on the first play of the game where we get handed the ball on the five-yard line again, or even closer, I think, do you think that run was scripted? Obviously. I mean, we just got lucky that he <laughs> was planning to run the ball in the first play of the game. I mean, imagine if he hadn't planned to run the ball in the first play of the game. <laughs> See, I don't think it was because then we went out and did the pass play thing the next time against Kentucky, and I feel like that's where the script started. So I think he's full of shit. I think he knows. Oh, I mean, he he's could have changed the script. Full of shit, and he should. I mean, I mean, running the ball well, on the I, first I, play of the game my, with Marshawn Lloyd isn't crazy. So my point against that is that yeah, that drive sucked, and then we got that Tonka Hemingway fumble. We return it to the twenty, and what did we do on the next drive? We handed the ball off four times and got 19 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. There it is. I, I, you know what I think, and I, I think it's, it's kind of telling over the last two weeks, just how similar the games were. The second half has been so much better. This is may not be true, but something, something tells me Beamer went over there and told him to get his head out of his ass in we back-to-back did. weeks. And give the ball to our best players. Beamer literally said that's what he did. And if you got to tell your offensive coordinator that many times to give the ball to your best players, 
Uh, let's think. Maybe fire your offensive coordinator. I mean, it, it really isn't rocket science. I mean, I, it's, it's I don't know that absurd. there's... I don't know that there's a way for him to keep his job at this point, just from what we've seen. I mean, every look at Pete Limbo, look at Clayton White. They've yeah. done phenomenal jobs over two seasons. And I'm not and saying if we had... There's one thing holding us back right now. It, there really is, because it's... Yeah, I, I think our look at all the guys, look at all the talent we have on the offense. Yeah, like we've got a ton of and I don't talent think... on defense, but like we don't have like a a guy on the offense like Darius Rush. Yeah, like uh, Nick Emanuare. Like those guys were not highly recruited. Emanuare is a, a just immediately takes over as a starter as he gets good coaching. We're getting productive development, and like I, I think we've had some guys develop on the offense, but it's. It, it it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, Jaheim you look Bell, across it. Jaheim Bell's been the the just the the weirdest situation for me. I yeah, mean, Satterfield's explanation for that is other teams are just locking in on him on pass downs, and like he wants to get him Wait, the ball every is that time. What he said? Yeah, 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 that's exactly what he said. Well, well, he's he's getting like a third of the snaps is that he should be. Yeah, so that's what, what I've heard. What I've heard is that it was about blocking. That, oh, he's not a good blocker. Like, oh, he's I'm not. Sure no, he said he's been very impressed week. with his off the ball work. Which so I we're getting very inconsistent. I mean, it's a new story. Why he's week. not on the field? Yeah, I mean, he he. I feel like he he sees the writing on the wall, and I don't know. I mean, what's the guy supposed to say in the in the press conference? Let's be honest. Like, I'm just a I'm just he, a dumbass, and I'm just I just don't know how to call yeah. plays. That right, gets well, let's to... let's let's move on from Satterfield. I, we we've talked about it enough over <laughs> two years now, and we know he's not great. We know he's not good. He's not. A, we yeah, know he needs to he's improve. Not he's not mediocre. We hopefully the writing's on the wall with us hiring Freddie Kitchens. Just saying. But, uh, Garrett Riley or anyone or... else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. But let's me, uh, I mean, let's wrap up. Me, let's, I would be an let's improvement. Wrap up, <laughs> let's wrap up A and M thoughts. If there's anything y'all, anything else y'all want to say, and let's uh, let's dive into Missouri a little bit in the rest of the season. But last thing I will say for me for A and M, you know, in the second quarter, once we couldn't move the ball at all, and the score was seventeen to six. At least I think that was the second quarter. <laughs> I thought we were losing the game. I thought there was no chance we win the game, despite being up 17-6. to I think it's a miracle we won the game. We're not going to do much unless our offense can get something going. And I know I was very critical of Spencer Rattler um, the night of the game, but after rewatching it, our receivers gave him no help. Our receivers were awful against a and Oh, I mean, you look at the Jalen Brooks ball, and that was a perfect ball. To the and end I don't, don't want to talk a bunch of crap about the receivers because honestly, I think they've they've done better this year than I expected. Yeah, as a unit, especially and especially Jalen Brooks, he's, he's had oh awesome yeah. Hands I mean, I'm not, I'm not. He he struggled a little bit. You know what? I think also took away from Rattler's performance is the fact that the the referees were it was completely one sided called ball game, picking up flags on clear pass interferences on ours on our end, but then. I don't know if y'all saw the same play I did from the stadium. Like when Cam Smith got called for that PI when he almost got a pick, and yeah, he, I was just like, "Where? Where?" He didn't touch him, and yeah. I rewatched it. And I was like, "You know, I, I must have missed it." No, it's just not there. And yeah, Beamer, the officials were garbage. Beamer said something about that about how they knew Cam Smith got away with a lot of PI last year, 
So now they're like making fantasy ghost calls on him, and they're watching him it's, super it's carefully. It's the damn logo on the helmet, man. You can't tell me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think team. it yeah. was. Uh, they're good DBs, so they're probably they probably are going to get a, get away with hold sometime. Like, yeah, I think I mean, it Beamer, was, Beamer uh, said they're just same they're just shit happened cautious. to J.C. Horn, man. It was the <laughs> nah, same. Nah, J.C. Horns wasn't this bad. No, not this Camp bad. Smith no, has a reputation. Camp Smith has a reputation, and they're overly calling it because he got feel like with it last Cam year. Cam Smith gets hit with like two to three PIs a game, um, which is just crazy. But I think uh, I think uh, it was Mike Yuva that kind of said it best on the picked up call, uh, where he said that the guy threw the flag like he just saw someone smack his mom just to pick it up. I mean, like it, it was like just an absolute like sure flag throw i mean like all the intensity in the world you Chuck- can't get tackled before the ball gets to you yeah that's, that's a clear penalty yeah um, I, I was shocked when they picked up when they picked that flag up um but but yeah the the officiating was pretty crappy um and yeah just it, the only penalties that they had for a&m was was false starts i mean come on and that's you- on us yeah hey that is on us yeah, yep, that's the I fans. Mean, environment-wise, I can't remember the last time Williams Price was that packed and rowdy and loud from from the get-go. I mean, yeah. I know it's it's not comparable cuz we're not anywhere near that level yet, but that 17-0 start, especially the uh the returned kick kind of it, it it brought me shades of that 21-0 start against Georgia when we had the punt return. It's yeah. like it's not there yet. No. And we're not there yet as a team, but like if the momentum keeps going, like that's it's not that far off. And that's hey. kind of kind of the environment and especially with the upgrades we've made to the stadium, like the, oh my God. the environment on Williams Bryce is so top tier. Could you I mean, imagine it, it is it is crazy. The Ace Sanders kickoff return and then like he crosses the line and then the lights go down, like how they have it. Like could you like that place would have legitimately collapsed <laughs> if they had that technology are we, are, then. Are us and Bama the only schools with the LEDs? Right no. Um, in the SEC or nationwide? Others. Georgia SEC, has it. Uh, Clemson has it now. Um, they don't. It doesn't look as cool, and I, I think that's bias. Bias. Yeah, I'm not. I I've seen it with other places. I just I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly biased. But I know it just Georgia seems like has we do it, it better. But we also just have like Sandstorm, and we have the entrance we have, which are traditions that are amazing yo i thought it was sick when the carolina girls got going and then the lights went down for the carolina girls like that had me hype i mean yeah Yeah, but then i couldn't see them no they had it was like a spotlight (laughs) 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 oh yeah yeah no no yeah me too um yeah yeah Um, sad sad news is that there's only (laughs) uh what two home games left yeah mizzou and tennessee yeah yeah, and the worst news is the final home game is tennessee you know, so one one thing I do want to say about the game, and I meant to bring this up in the beginning, and Matt, you agreed with me the night of, but our running backs outside of Marshawn have been pretty disappointing this year. I mean, don't get me wrong, Christian Beal Smith did have a gutsy run on that, uh, on that, that touchdown drive, one. but he just had too many one or two yard carries where it it didn't seem like he. I mean, there was a four. He, he just wasn't Marshawn carries. Lloyd. There was yeah. a fourth and one where he bounced backwards and all he had to do was dive forward. Yeah. And he ended up losing a yard or two and that one hurt. Yeah. yeah. And then Mar and Juju, I don't know what happened. I was thinking he was like gonna be a little one two punch with Marshawn this year. Yeah, Juju's I just don't been... think he's gotten the touches as much this year. I think either. Juju's been fine. I, I mean that was a bad pro- fumble. I mean, the, yeah. It, it was, but 
It happens. Juju's been though. fine. I th- he's just. I think part of the thing with Juju is he's just limited because of his size. Like, yeah, he's small. And I don't. And I don't trust our offensive coordinator to use him. Like he, he's probably like, oh, this is just the backup running back. He can just run him just like Lloyd. And it's like clearly not the same. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, I mean, know, he he's, so he's still well done well. He's Even done well this year too. Like he's he's made. He's made two-yard carries turn into eight just by twisting yeah. himself around. That's true. I feel yeah. like the but, most um, we've seen him this year is against Georgia. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like I, I mean, said, I just don't I, feel I like don't he's gotten really the same touches he's had last year. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. Marshawn Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see CBS run the ball. Maybe that's just me. Uh, yeah, I'd rather. I, I think there's a time and a place. I think he's a really good blocker. Yeah, I agree. And situationally, I think it like. I think he's big and strong. He has. A knack for getting in the end zone too, because I think I saw somewhere he had four touchdowns, and I'm like, has he? Wow, how many carries does he have? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, crazy. let Marshawn break the record in peace. Yeah, and yeah, Marshawn's got a ton too, so he's at nine, right? Holy crap! There's a I think like eleven. That, I mean, I guess when you're no, no, I think eleven's the record. I guess when your quarterback only has five touchdown passes and you're five and two, the touchdowns had to be coming from somewhere, right? Yep, that's very true. <laughs> or, yeah. or the defense is just making well, it Well, that, that, that and special teams have scored a couple as well. But um, yeah. I, I do want to point out, you know, I, I want to, before we kind of move on from the AM game, um, and now that I think we kind of touched on most of the stuff involving the game, um, going back to how we talked about riding on the wall, um, do, do we think the riding on the wall is there for Jimbo? Like, do, did we get Jimbo fired effectively on Saturday night? I if don't it, think so. It, if it wasn't, what happened afterward kind of made it seem if, like that. I if mean, the allegations the are true. Get suspended, a bunch of players have quit the team, entered the transfer portal, or at least it's rumored to be that way. If Yeah, the and, rumors are true that they were smoking weed in the in the locker room after a loss or before or whatever. I, that, that's that got to do it. I mean, it, that's got to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back, whether they do it now or they do it you know, at the end of the season, I just, it, that he's definitely lost that team. I mean, it, it's I mean, not they have good. Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU on the schedule. I imagine they'll beat Auburn and UMass. Maybe, maybe but, Florida. But they're going to have to beat one of Ole Miss, Florida, and LSU just to make a bowl game. And that's with four years. Of, like, everyone wants to talk about the – like the excuse for A and M that's built in right now is, oh yeah, they had the number one recruiting class ever, but they're all young. It's like okay, but the three recruiting classes they had before that were all top ten. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot better than some of the teams in the top. Like that's better than Tennessee's four year that's, recruiting. That's absolutely by a, true. a decent margin. Like it. I think Jimbo's a terrible coach, and I think he should be fired. But I think Jimbo man, sucked Florida State 96 dry mil. before he left, and left before it got to this point at FSU, or it was like just about to get to this point, and he just jumped ship at the right time. I, okay, I'm I'm in a different boat than you guys. I think one, nothing's gonna happen unless they can negotiate the buyout, and two, they mm-hmm. still have a crap ton of talent. They just need the right coaches. And but I don't know if that's day, on Jimbo. Muschamp had a crap ton of talent. At the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. Dad. Yeah, but it's not compa- It's not comparable. Exactly. I mean, this is the first season Anim's having a horrible season, like a train wreck oh, season. Oh, they, like, they beat Alabama last year in 8-4, Devin. 
That is not what they would brought. Would we not take eight and four? I mean, A and M is not a not powerhouse eight, program. Yeah, we would take eight and four with a win against Alabama. But Al, but the thing is, I would not. We are not spending take eight money. And four. A and M. I'd be pretty pissed about eight and four if the year prior with a less talented team we uh, made it to fifth in the country. Exactly. At the end of the year, and probably exactly. should have been a playoff team. Pro- I think it's a bad year, and they're not going to let him go until they've seen at least one or two more. Devin, teams this, have a bad year. It happens. But the, a but lot eight of the criticism four. right now is just due to him having too many hands into the offense. You know, you've heard that one before. But he's got like yeah. stacks of papers where he's he's trying to run this their offensive system, which, to be honest, is way too similar to our offensive system. Too complicated. Like just let, especially with that team, you've got all these athletes. Just go let them play. Simplify it and just let them be more athletic, fast, talented than other teams. And I think that's kind of the problem right now. But I yeah, mean, but- I. I Texas A&M is known for firing coaches too early, and I know you guys don't think it's too early, but I I do. I think it's unreasonable. I mean, maybe Devin, unless there's off the field issues. Like they are spending money to win a championship now. It is like I mean, they in the past ten years they've completely put hundreds of million dollars into their football stadium and their facilities, and they've they've taken their their capacity up over you know to like one of the top three largest in the country they are paying their coach the same amount of money that they're paying Dabo they're paying Harbaugh and now Harbaugh hasn't won a championship either but he's at least made a playoff and and now and and has a track record kind of similar to Jimbo's I guess um, beforehand Um, but he's making money like Dabo like Saban his was much worse at Michigan until hey, hey. until like the last two years, Michigan hasn't been good at all under Harbaugh. But they were never bad. They were always in the in the in the consideration. What we're seeing right now, yeah, okay, you had the year they almost made the playoff, but now it's eight and four with the win against Alabama is a joke for what that school is. They, if they were going to beat Alabama, I would expect them. I would think as an A and M fan, I would think ten and two would be the worst season that you would want to have with that win on the resume. And then now they're sitting yeah, here they at three and some four. Crazy, like dropping a game to end the season against um, Coach O in the dumpster fire that was LSU. Yes, <laughs> last year, like that. That was. It's bad. not good. Yeah, and I mean, if you're, it, he's also just got room, a. Man. His resume is eerily. Actually, it's kind of. It's, I mean, he's been. It's very similar to Kevin. It, I think it's. I, I think with it's better worse. talent. The, yeah, it's, it's last... worse. It's worse. The only category that's better is recruiting, which kind of makes the fact that they've been worse in the win and the record. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to wins and losses and well, having well, more wins than you we'll, losses. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't think it will. We, Plus we there's oil win. money, so the let's buyout about, isn't, isn't really a thing. Let's talk about, let's talk about Missouri. We, we spent too much time on this. What's to talk about Missouri? They're they're holding. Well, no, all right. <laughs> we got Missouri next. Uh, see, you say that. I think it's the no. They trap. are they're well, like a, they're I don't junkyard know. dog team is what they are. I don't I don't know if we're good enough to call it a trap game. I, I think it's absolutely like, a trap game. I feel like it's going to be very similar to the last two games. I they agree. They don't have a great offense. They have been very good on defense this year. And if we mess around, like in the last two weeks. We've we've had we've had opportunities and and gotten lucky in in some occasions, but we haven't fully taken advantage of the the chances we've had to really blow the doors off of some teams. If we don't get those 
if we don't get that 17-0 lead that we got against A&M, we might not win the game. If we don't get the big right. um, play on the first play of the game against Kentucky, we might not win that game. My my guess is that that stuff just doesn't continue to happen every game. And against Missouri, no, it, Matt, we need to have especially that the way the week. last couple of years. I mean, I'd be down for it. I I said we'd never we wouldn't get a blocked punt every game, and that seems to be like yeah. n- maybe maybe kind of a, a dumb take. It seems like that's. Um, something that's going to happen all the time. But, yeah, I mean, I could see this playing out similar to those games, but if we don't get the turnovers or we don't get the big momentum plays like that on special teams, this could be one where we lose. And so here, I don't want to take Missouri lightly. We've lost to them the last couple of years. Here's my issue with Missouri. Their offense is worse than us, which is saying something. But no one has been able to run on them since they've hired uh, or promoted, uh, what's his name, Blake... Blake Baker? Is that right? Sure. I think it's Blake Baker, their, their defensive coordinator. No one has been able to run on them. Not even Georgia. What is the only thing South Carolina can do on offense? Uh, like uh, Run. Run. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not concerning. a good matchup for us. It's concerning. Um, it, I mean, they've got their work cut out for them. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, on paper, I still think that we should be able to win this football game. I mean, especially sold-out crowd, homecoming. Uh, it, it should be pretty hype. Um, four o'clock, which I said, you know, I think is probably, you know, end of the day, the best kickoff time because you still get a lot of time to tailgate and you're not, like, still kind of low-key dead in the stands because you've been tailgating all day long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... On paper, it's going to be tough. I mean, this is a team that almost beat Georgia and almost lost to Vandy. So, I mean, it's going to be a big deal of what what Mizzou team you're going to get. And did lose to Auburn, which is also really pathetic. Painfully lost to Auburn at that, but yeah. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a decent matchup. I mean, we're not good enough right now to just think that any. I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but even that Vandy game, like. Anything could happen. We're not good enough to, to think that any game on our schedule, especially in the conference, is just going to be a gimme. No. Outside of, like, the SC State and the Charlotte. And none of them even have been. Games, like, yeah. Even those games, it took till the second or third quarter for us to really break out. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to see a, a, a better called game, but I could say what that after all? most games. From the offense, <laughs> from the referees, from everybody. Yeah. Hopefully we come out with a real game plan against this team and because and the offensive game plans have been mind-boggling against some of the matchups. Yeah, and hopefully we maybe have situational awareness and, you know, if we have a game plan, we maybe just adjust it a little bit if we do happen to get the ball within yeah. the 10-yard line. Uh, which that being is, said, like, I, I don't want us to try to – I don't want Satterfield to try to outsmart himself again. Like, no. yeah, Missouri has a good a good run defense. I don't give a shit. We have Marshawn Boyd. We have a good run offense. Yeah, until they can prove that they can stop it. That's one thing that, like, (laughs) I I just haven't understood is, like, trying to do all of these little things to get the other team. To be like, oh, like, their their defensive coordinator thought this was coming, and we hit him with something. He's like, dang, they really got us there. Like, that hasn't happened. We've been trying to get that. It hasn't happened. Why not just stick with what we're good at and make them stop us? It's really not that difficult. No, it shouldn't yeah, be. Plus, and even if they if, stop even, us, we change something up. Even on, even if we were trying to pass the ball, they still have two very good edge rushers. So their defensive line is going to be a problem, and hope that we can scheme around it. 
Hopefully we can just honestly out-talent them and force the ball down their throat. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm actually very proud of our O-line, how it's played the past two weeks. So Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been much improved, which is nice. Um, I do really think that our, uh, our defense is going to have a field day, though, because their best players are a pair of receivers, and our secondary has been really quality. I think we're going to get to their quarter, quarterback all day long. Um, we... We could force a lot of turnovers. I mean, that's that's kind of been the key against Vandy last week. Missouri had them kind of in hand, and then a, a strip sack and an 80-yard touchdown for Vandy, and all of a sudden, they almost won that game. And they did nothing. I mean, the, the Vandy did nothing basically the whole game. But they got two huge plays, and all of a sudden, it's a three-point game. Yeah, so, I was going to say, it sounds cliche, but turnovers are going to be the key to winning this game. Turnover difference. Yeah. Did you know we had a negative turnover difference against uh, A&M? I didn't realize that. That surprised me. It was 2-2. Was it? We got a pick, and uh, they fumbled it to us in the first five minutes, and then Juju had a fumble, and Rattler got stripped. No picks from Rattler tonight, though. No. Okay. No picks, which was, you know, another another thing, like, even when Rattler had been pretty decent most – I still have yet to to see him really play like a a full good game or a full completely terrible game, but it's it's funny that he's had these moments of really good like that pass to Jalen Brooks was perfect on and the was money. it uh, the pass to these, Wells and, on the sideline? Yeah, or? yeah, and the pass to Wells and a couple to Stogner that were really solid. Yeah, but there's been times this year where he's just thrown terrible passes and he didn't really have any any god-awful passes this, this weekend, <laughs> as far as I can remember. I thought he was pretty consistent. So that's oh, going to be one, a huge key. One thing we haven't talked about before before we move on, uh, you know, everyone else has talked about it, but you said your MVP was Darius Rush. It was also kind of Kai Kroger. Oh, if yeah, Kai Kroger punts, doesn't man. put those punts and, uh, like, pin them in their own 10, like, what, five times that game – I think we lose that game. It would and it kind of, be I, I've to come to just I've come to just expect it with him. <laughs> Do you, so I know Matt, that's crazy, but Matt, you might remember he's, this. Tyler he's been like perfect. Tyler, I know you weren't the biggest watcher before uh, high school, but do you remember back when Tennessee had the Colquitts? Yeah, and they were in the pros for a long time too. And we just like had so many drives that started within our own ten five yard line, and it's kind of the reason like we would lose these close games to Tennessee. That's what I feel like we have with Kai Kroger. Yeah, he's just pinning these offenses that can't go down the field. And yes, score. but yeah, those offenses that aren't aren't the strength point of the team. Like those, I think the hidden yardage was like if you look at the yardage in this game. Yeah, we. They, I think A&M beat us by about 120. But when you consider a yeah. uh, 100-yard kickoff return, a 40-yard interception return, Tonka Hemingway's 20-yard fumble return, the differences in yeah. punt yardage for each team and punt return yardage, like we blow them out of the water. And that, if you consider all that from a yardage yeah. standpoint, so it's some, it, it's just another credit to Pete Lumbo, man. Our special team, I never would have thought special teams would be such a difference maker. But, I mean, over the last two seasons, how many games have have special teams either won the game or made it the difference between, like, a close game and winning handily? Like, it's it's crazy to think about. 
Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you said we didn't expect it. We probably should have. Beamer ball, right? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Kroger. I mean, I've seen him enough. Like, dude's dude's incredible. Now, Leggett, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to his credit, Jeter has been amazing as well. Has he missed yeah, the field Jeter goal has. this year? Oh, he hasn't. Now, the one, don't do that. one thing I'm a little worried about is our extra points have just not been that good this year. Yeah, I don't know if that's on know him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who it's, what what is going on there. But yeah, we haven't actually kicked very many field goals. I think we've we've only kicked like six or seven all year. Did we have any on this weekend? Yeah, uh, the yes, the opening one. drive. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I forgot about. You know, I forgot when about we that threw because, three passes uh, from the five yard line and had to kick a field goal. Yeah, yeah, there was one there. Yeah, Jeter had those two bombs in the first game, and I don't think he's kicked a even medium range field goal since then. It's been a lot of chip shots, but yeah. you can still miss those, especially for a guy in his first year as a starter. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Missouri this weekend be out there for another another big tailgate. It's homecoming. All, all good things. Hoping for another W. Hoping for, for a couple in a row. I don't want to uh, just assume Florida's a win. I, I think Florida's got its own issues, but it's it's going to be a pretty good. It's going to be a tough game. They have but a pretty like, good offense too. We're staring down if we can take care of business and and we're favorites in these next two games. If we can play like play like that and, and go out, we'd be seven and two. Even the most optimistic Gamecock fans. You have a hard time convincing anyone that the Gamecocks were going to start a, start the season seven and two. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, no one. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Even just five and two is is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I definitely agree. But yeah, I guess that uh, that probably wraps everything up, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Uh, hopefully the Cox can pull it out this week and definitely of course we're looking forward to seeing it all and hoping for a five in a row breakdown with ball eligibility here next week run the damn ball oh i got the uh i i got the bowl eligibility champagne against mizzou oh me too oh nice Which I brought last year against Mizzou as well, and <laughs> didn't get to drink it till the week after. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it's hopefully better, that's not the case. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> it's a better idea or better, better, uh, better result. In other words, if we lose, you can blame me. Absolutely, we always do. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good night, guys. Y'all too. Go Cox.